another podcast and uh, we're going to pick Alex's brain today um, about stretching. So there's still lots of, I guess, um, misinformation around when to stretch, how to stretch, before or after training, all that good stuff. So uh, there's no other better person really to talk about this than the physiotherapist, Alex. So uh, Alex, so when is the best time to stretch, I guess, on a broad thing and maybe we'll we dig into it as we go through. Yeah, so, okay, well, first of all, um, I think first before we start like talking about how often you should stretch, um, what are the type? There's different types of stretching as well. Okay, so um, actually, there's different, many different types, but the two main um, types of stretching is dynamic stretches and uh, static stretches. Okay, so dynamic stretches they don't particularly help you um, improve your flexibility, which is kind of the whole point of stretching, right? But they are actually good as a warm up. Okay, so dynamic stretches, what it actually means is like you, instead of holding a certain position, you are moving. Okay, so for example, a, 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 a sort of example of a dynamic stretch would be leg swings, right? So you're kind of swinging your leg up back and forward, side to side, maybe do some arm circles, that kind of thing. So th- those kind of stretches, they don't, they don't necessarily help you um, free up your muscles long term. But they will get the blood flowing through your um, um, through your joints, through your body, so it actually gets you ready to start a workout. Okay, so it kind of reduces the risk of injury. Okay, so those those dynamic stretches they are actually good to do before your workout. Okay, so it's a good way to warm up. All right. Now, um, when it comes to isometric or con- um, static stretching, um, they are better to do either after a workout or independently of the workout, okay? Now, if you are going for like, if, if you're going to exercise with quite a bit of intensity, particularly if it involves running, so whether you're running or playing a team sport like soccer or rugby, um, it's not particularly advisable to do very intense static stretching uh, immediately before you particularly run and sprint, okay? Why? Because they've actually done some studies there's one particular study they did on a on a group of a large sample of soccer players and they actually found that if you do very intense hamstring stretches prior to a game of soccer you're actually more likely to um to to get a hamstring strain okay so it's the the likelihood increases by only a very small margin but it is there so essentially what it tells us is that static stretches are very important to improve your flexibility but you shouldn't really be overstretching immediately before you start an intense workout, okay? Uh, but static stretches are important because, like, let's say, if you're having difficulty touching your toes, uh, that means you've got tight hamstrings, it will actually affect your lower back as well. So tight mm-hmm. hamstrings and also other muscles in the body, they actually help to, that they, um, you know, tightness in those areas will actually affect your function. Okay, so it may give you lower back pain. It may give you uh, dysfunction around the shoulder joint if there's certain muscles in the back of the shoulder that are tight. Um, so yes, yeah, static stretching is important. But okay, in summary, so you do it either after the end of the workout or just randomly throughout the day. You can also do static stretches as well. So like, if you're going to break down, like for people that wouldn't know what a dynamic stroke static stretch is, how would you? describe a dynamic stretch so dynamic stretch is, is basically you're moving you keep moving okay you like your leg swings um your arm circles you know like a, that, an arm circle is like that sort of thing so you're not holding the stretch 
you, you just move move through the stretch okay static stretch on the other hand you sustain so usually for anywhere between 15 to 30 seconds you get into a position and you hold it so let's say if it's a hamstring stretch you usually most people do it they stand up they put their foot on the chair legs straight in front and they try to touch their toes okay so that's a, a typical static mm -hmm. hamstring stretch right so you sustain the stretch for a certain period of time that's good i had um, i watched um, a video the other day actually on, on this very topic and he was saying like if you for performance like as you just said that you shouldn't static stretch before because it inhibits your performance of that particular thing right mm -hmm. and the way they described it was is like elastic band so if you were to pull it on an elastic band and it gets nice and loose then when you come to exercise because it's already loose now the tendons and muscles are loose it yep. doesn't generate as much force as as you would do to do that movement so they, they did the um experiment on a, a static static jump right so they said the people that stressed before standing static jump actually jumped less than people if they didn't because the muscles are actually got more tension on them because they're not having been stretched before so sure. kind of kind of yep. right yeah yep yep, yep. good um, one thing I will ask you is, well, because I remember doing this at PT school, was uh, the Goldie tendon organ, all that stuff, like stretch reflexes, remember much about that? Sure, yeah. So, like, because I thought it was really interesting, I mean, maybe it may be over the heads of these people, but, like, there's a stretch reflex in your muscles, isn't it? That's right. right. And then you've got the other type of stretch, which you haven't said, but was PNF stretching, isn't it? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, like, would you be able to explain what that is, or is it put you on the spot a little bit? Well, I mean, look, it's... It... Okay, so a simple example of that would be like your knee jerk reflex, right? Mm -hmm. So you, uh, you know, sometimes you go to the doctor and they check your knee reflex. So they they'll they'll hit you just below the kneecap, and so your knee, your knee your foot will kind of come up. Um, so that that's a pretty much a, a good example of what happens when the, you know Golgi tendon organ is involved. Um, so how how is it relevant to stretching? So. There's something called PNF stretching. Okay, so that means what, what you before you stretch the muscle, you um, you tense up the muscle. Okay, so uh, yeah, like an example would be to try and uh, if it, again if we're talking about the hamstring, you try to drive your heel into the ground. Um, okay, this is kind of more advanced stuff. Okay, so you don't necessarily have to uh, follow this, but let's say if you were to tense up your hamstring muscle first. And then immediately after you relax, you try and stretch. Generally speaking, um, you actually get a better stretch. Because what happens with, if you contract a muscle, it will then um, allow the muscle to relax more efficiently. Mm. Okay? So that's why a muscle contraction followed by a stretch is actually more effective way of stretching than just stretching by itself. Mm. Okay? But look... I think for most people, just stretching is fine. Like just just hold the contraction for a certain number of seconds, usually between fifteen to thirty seconds. Like if you if you want to take it up to the next level, um, you know you can try what's called PNF stretching, which is what I described. I think to be able to do it, if you don't actually know what it is, we probably need to create a, a different uh, podcast on this, sure. just dedicated to that. Um, yeah. Yeah, put it on the spot there, which is good. But I mean, like stretching is really important. A lot enough of us do it. I certainly don't do enough of it, to be honest with you. I don't know what does they So yeah, I actually created a video just a couple of weeks ago about about it. So I mean, if you, realistically, you should be stretching at least three, four times a week. Okay, and there's so many different part, muscles in the body. Realistically, if you try to stretch every single muscle in the body, it will take you an, an hour. Like mm -hmm. that's what yoga yoga session is. Okay, about an hour, right? Look, no one has time if you know three, four times a week mm -hmm. to to do your normal workout plus do the stretching on top of it, I would say there are probably seven, eight 
major muscle groups in the body, mm -hmm. at least if you can take care of those muscles, and those are the muscles that are you know that they're prone to being tired. So I would I would say hamstrings, calves, quads, hip flexors, upper trapezius, which is up up here, the muscle there, chest muscles, um, you know your kind of mid back, um, shoulder blade muscles at the back, and so for some people maybe a bit of you know triceps as well. So if you just kind of like target those seven eight muscle groups, I think that will kind of cover most of the bases. Okay. Uh, I guess this is as well. I mean, if you're not stretching now and you decided to stretch one body part a day, it's gonna be better than doing nothing, isn't it? So it's yeah, all about true. progression anyway. So which is cool. So that video is on Facebook, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it's on Facebook and YouTube as well. Um, yeah. Nice. All right. Good. Cool. Any questions, team? Leave it down below. As always, if you could, we get quite a lot of downloads for our podcast now, which is awesome. Uh, so if you could review it or like it as well, it does help us get the podcast out there. So please do that. Um, otherwise, we'll see you on the next podcast. Fantastic. <laughs>